Welcome to Glow Up or Get Out. So today we're going to talk about starting a small business, um, mostly like our experience, which is we started a consulting business, but this can probably relate to any small business yeah. um, and whether or not if you're looking for some advice on starting your own. Yeah, because I think some of this even relates to the podcast. Yeah, for sure. And it branches out to different parts of our brand. So let's fucking get into it, I guess. <laughs> So what led to us starting Glowgetter Collective? We've talked about our mentor Marcus so much. We are probably going to have him really soon on the podcast. Shout out Marcus. But he was our professor. We met him in our sophomore year of college. And then we just kind of like really vibe with him as a professor. I feel like none of us really got... Really, you know how everyone says, like, get close to your professors. Yeah. Um, we never really did that. But it worked out with Marcus. Marcus was the, the one. He, um, the chosen one. <laughs> So we just got kind of closer to him and then the end our college career came and we ended up having like a small meeting. He was just like, hey, you guys are really good at working together and I can really see it. I think you guys should start something. And then he kind of like made this proposition of like doing a consulting doing, business and and kind of like under his wing, kind of. Um, so we're like, awesome. Like, yeah, like, let me think about it. And then me and Sam went home and we were like very excited. excited. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing was that I was moving away and and that kind of made things a little bit interesting. Yeah. But we were like, you know, nevertheless, let's just try it out anyways. So I moved away and then we got into the process while I was away, which was kind of difficult, but I think it, it was worked out. Yeah, I, th I think that might have been a barrier for some people to be like, oh, well, we should just wait. Or like, we just shouldn't. Or we should do it by ourselves because it's too hard or whatever. Yeah. But I think that in itself, it definitely did slow us down and made us take longer I guess but it taught us a lot about oh, for sure. like each other and then when we actually came together it was like a totally different thing that we learned even more from yeah so I think like the excuse of like not now or we should wait just doesn't make sense yeah um, I think if you have like this inkling feeling of like you need like it's something that you should try out. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst that can happen, you know? Yeah, if you're passionate about it, like, just jump Dive in. right in. Because that's what we did. And, <laughs> yeah. like, for us, luckily, we did have Marcus. Like, I think we checked in with him, like, once a month or something. Yeah. Or probably more often. In, in the, the beginning, beginning, it was a lot more often, but. Yeah, like, uh, probably every week or something where we would talk about. Like, he would basically give us deadlines like he was still our professor. Yeah. <laughs> he gave us deadlines to start doing some of the things we're going to talk about. So exactly what we did, I guess, to start the process. Yeah. Marcus basically said, you guys just need to make a giant PowerPoint slash deck of what you want this company to look like. What you want it to be. Yeah. Which, number one, we did that for the fact that he was our mentor in this and kind of like we needed to present it to him. Mm-hmm. But also, I think it was a really good way to kind of, like, gather all of our ideas in a way that's very functional. Yeah. At least in the beginning it was. I feel like now it's kind of like a shit show looking back at it. But <laughs> it's still, like, it was really helpful at the time. I mean, it made us think about everything. For sure. I think it was, like, about 34 slides that we did, right? Yeah. And it's, like you said, really funny to look at now <laughs> because of all the things. Like, I think he gave us some, like, general topics of, like, things we should hit and think about. Yeah. And then we might have had some other things <laughs> were just funny this slides had no branding in it so it was 
pretty much just a basic logo. (laughs) This is our name. Boop. Here we go. Yeah. And we put down our mission and values, target market. So that was basically like, what do our clients look like? Who are they? Pay breakdown. So how we would split our pay between each other. And also pricing. So like how we would price. How our packages would be priced. (laughs) Our differentiation strategy. And then we had our offerings, which that's what we ended up calling them. But it's basically like what your product, like what the product is that you're selling. What are you offering the people? Yeah. And like I said that before, pricing for those offerings. And then also, more specifically, with those offerings, we like decided that there was certain things that each of us were good at yeah. in executing these ideas. So we created a little table of like <laughs> yeah. what Sam is good at and what I'm good at and how we can divide the work up. That was mostly done for the purpose that we were literally apart from each other. So we couldn't like consistently like collaborate. Yeah, and, so like, it'd do be like, things. oh, you take the pictures on this one and I, you know. Yeah. But now we're together. So it's kind of. We all just kind of do the work together. Yeah. And in offerings, we'd also break down what exactly people would get mm-hmm. out of whatever we're offering. So for us, it's packages. So it is our three ideation, creation, implementation. But if you have like, let's say a product in the beginning stages, you don't need to know everything, but break down what exactly are you trying to offer? Yeah. Is it specifically going to be healthy a product or is it going to be a ethically sourced product yeah. like like those types fig- of things figure out your like key points and like like the benefits that your client's going to get from this product versus your competitor or something like that yeah because that's where you get in other parts of it like your yeah. differentiation strategy for sure so the last thing we put in the slides was mock-ups so we kind of had to step out of oh not like fairy tale land, but like just like imagining what everything would be like. Like we had to step out of that and be like, okay, what is the work actually going to look yeah. like? So we made mock brand pitch basically. Yeah. So it was like if they wanted all of our packages, what would that look like? How much would it cost? Giving them fake mood boards, just kind of like breaking down everything if we were to fulfill right. all of our packages. We kind of like set up like a template for ourselves of like, if someone bought these packages, how would we deliver that? And like, what are the steps into de- delivering those packages? Yeah. We're just, I feel like very like organized people. So we felt like we needed like these templates versus like having, we just like structure. So like not having that template for us was kind of chaotic, especially like we didn't have any real clients yet. So yeah. we really wanted to figure out how to be the most professional and the most like strategic yeah and even then we've changed how we oh, totally present information to our clients and stuff yeah. like that and the second thing we created was databases or were databases we had one for specifically influencers that we wanted to reach out to and then one for brands that we wanted to reach out to you know as clients yeah we aren't an influencer like consulting company but we wanted to use the database of influencers to help us promote products for the brands that we were going to reach out to whether that is realistic that we can reach out to all of the influencers or not like we still wanted to make that information available readily available for us so that we could like we didn't have to do the research when the the time yeah when the time came that we needed that information so even if like this brand can reach said influencer that we cannot like it's definitely a valuable asset to have because I think in marketing if whether you're starting your own brand or you're going to be an agency I think you should have a database regardless because you can have brands that you can work with say you start a clothing brand you can still come up with brands that you can collab with Mm -hmm. to do giveaways or do a pop-up together whatever it is I think a database is definitely important important for everyone and I think for marketing we understood that, like, in the moment, I don't think we 
genuinely were thinking like what exactly we're going to use these people for we just knew that they fit our market and like the brands we're trying to reach but now I think it's like okay we understand that we are diverse because we are women or whatever but we still would love to have more diverse as much diversity as we can in campaigns or whatever so having these people we can reach it's obviously beneficial (laughs) right after all of like that kind of hard stuff Mm. we were like what do we want to look like because i feel like as a marketing especially social media marketing we need to present ourselves very well and very i guess like beautifully (laughs) (laughs) aesthetically Um, aesthetically so we started brainstorming like what our deck which is like what we present to clients would look like yeah as well as like our instagram our name our branding which like color scheme fonts and logos also like let's just point out how hard it is to pick a name for yourself this one i feel like we were not 100 percent sold when we first did it mm-hmm. who knows what the future holds but yeah. i feel like it was just something that clicked for both of us versus like the other stuff we came up with it's like it both clicked. It clicked for us, so it just made sense. Like, okay, why are we going to sit around for another year trying to pick a name? Yeah. Which like, just like, go. At the end of the day, the name isn't the most important, you know, if you can deliver what people expect, then yeah. that's what's important. But yeah, stuff like that was what we brainstormed next, which was like literally aesthetically how we wanted to present ourselves, including our website, which... <laughs> it's a journey. That took us a minute. It's still a journey. Like, we did this entire deck our databases and brainstorming for however long we were brainstorming four months and like I think the important thing is just get started like do do that work figure out your basics and like having your core and your mission honestly takes you like where you need to go and everything else is just like learning along the way basically yeah I also find that once you figure out like those core, like that core information from like the the big slides that we were talking about, Mm -hmm. it's a lot easier to figure out what you want to look like to other people because then you kind of figure out like, okay, this is my target market. My target market is like into this kind of stuff. So I should kind of portray myself in such a way that still feels like genuine genuine to like who you are and what you want to represent but yeah like sam said just focus on getting started and getting like the initial ideas out because that's what's going to get you far not like what you look like really yeah i mean (laughs) yeah which i think once you get started like us like now that we're started we're like okay now we can go back and like refine right everything that we don't like that we started with like we've changed the logo three or four times yeah the colors we've we've added a color recently it's like you just are constantly trying to fulfill what you imagine and when there's two people luckily we agree on pretty much everything but like when there's two people that are trying to decide like what works and what doesn't it's like you need to have a conversation and collaborate on it because honestly sometimes it's like I have the idea but I don't know how to execute it but she knows how to execute it or vice vice versa versa. so it's just a work I feel like it's also been like sometimes we have very different ideas and then we're like listen like they both are really good how do we make it happen (laughs) how do we compromise here yeah just genuinely just get started literally google is your friend and now that you have like an asset like fucking tiktok it's incredible, like, what people put out on there. We need to get a lot of good information. We're still a work in progress, so by no means are we professionals on this, but we've been doing this for a year and a half. Yeah. Pretty much a year and a half. And we've learned a lot. Along the way. So this whole episode is just 
getting you started. There's like 800 million trillion other things you got to consider, which in Glowing Hour, we're going to talk about the things that we learned along the way. And And things that no one told us to do or look for. That we just ran into and we were like, oh. We should probably be doing that. (laughs) We need to do that ASAP. Yeah. So see you then. Glowing hour. Today we have what looks like wine, but truly it sounds like a disgusting mix when I talk about it. It is white claw black cherry, which I hate, but I do. Hate I try it. to make it better with some pomegranate, pomegranate, juice? not juice, kombucha. Oh, okay. Let's see. Oh my God, it smells like something. Have you made this before? No. It smells like black cherry. <laughs> something specific though. Gummy bears. Mm. It does. It's not bad, actually. Honestly, it tastes pretty good. 10 out of 10, honestly. 10 out of 10. We're going to be talking about the things that we've found along the way in the adventure of starting a small business, as well as the things that people haven't really, like, talked to us about. Yeah. Those things are more like things that we were taught in business school, but... We didn't learn, learn how to do them until... Right. So, here we go. <laughs> starting with the trials of things that they don't tell you which would be things that we didn't necessarily learn in business school and no shade to our school at all. I understand you can't learn in eight classes everything about business, you yeah. know. And all this some things they probably did teach us but not as thoroughly as like literally executing them on your own. Yeah, and also it's like not everyone was trying to be an entrepreneur in business school. True. Most people were trying to do management and learn how to manage people, which we learned lots about. Yeah. So anyway, so the first thing we uh, ran into that we were like, "Oh, honey, what?" We had to register for an EIN which is your employer identification number. And luckily, she's free. (laughs) She's a free one. She's a free one. You get her for free. It's for the purposes of filing taxes, which, honey, taxes is a whole nother conversation because we're still figuring that one out. So yeah, taxes is a big one. So second would be setting up business bank accounts. Yeah, which this one's not necessary for everyone, especially Mm -hmm. if you're only going into a sole proprietorship. Which is like by yourself. But for us, it was, we don't really want to put it all in one of our banks. Because then it's like confusing about what our expenses are versus the like, company. Yeah. And also like if one of us to ha- would have like a full-time job at the time or a part-time job, we don't want to get everything mixed up with like our finances. It was just a lot easier to put it all in one other bank account. Yeah. And also just, even if you are by yourself, I think it, I do recommend you having your own, just be like your separate one for your business, just because I feel like that way. Visually. Visually, it's just a lot easier for you to handle. And also you can track what you need to save for taxes. And like, you know, it's just easier. Aside from personal life. Right. Which like we said, we're still learning about taxes. So I'm sure there's lots of, cause I, I've heard like you should just keep things as sole proprietor as long as you can and just work under yourself and not be a business for as long as you can but I don't know I mean I know that's there's tax benefits to that but I'm also like but does that give me a headache at the end of the day yes like I'd rather pay a little bit more in taxes going along with like having your separate bank account creating a budget sheet to track your expenses and also just like income coming in having that budget sheet number one is really helpful for the fact that you're gonna have to go through it again 
when you're going through taxes and you don't have to like scramble through all your receipts and like all of the bank statements. Yeah. You can just literally have like a spreadsheet of what you've spent and what like what's been in and out of your account. I'll go through maybe like once a month because we don't really have that many expenses right now. It'll be like, oh, we bought new mics for the podcast or we got lunch during a shoot day, like nothing crazy. Yeah. So I'll go through like once a month um, just see what we spent money on and if there's anything that we individually spent money on, like just think back over the month like what did we do and yeah because it it honestly will help because you're not going to remember a year from now or if you do it quarterly I guess (laughs) yeah make a budget sheet we do it on google sheets google sheets because then we can both see it yeah you also want to set up contracts this is kind of depending if if you're like a service yeah you should always have a contract set up even if it's just a simple one that you could probably google and like copy and paste and just you know add in your information yeah having a contract to send to your clients is really important just because you have something that's like legally binding and they have to pay you so yeah the last thing we're gonna talk about the importance of seo yeah that i think okay so with my background i had been blogging for a couple years when we started this mm-hmm. like three years so i knew what seo was and i like semi understood it and like i built my website so i was like okay like i kind of get it but there's just so much that goes into it and i only understand one why it's important and two, like, little things you can do. do it. Like, keywords. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, there's more to that. Like, inputting hyperlinks into your site and paying to be at the top of a Google search. Like, things yeah. like that. We've learned a lot along the way. Number one, I never started blogging. But I think it was also interesting to learn that it must have, like, the SEO difference between, like, a business website and a blog okay. is very different. Because obviously for blog posts, you're writing blogs. Like, yeah. you're, bl- you're writing actual articles or words versus like a business page you're kind of just putting up your services and then it's recommended to have like a blog to go along with the services that you're trying to sell yeah or products for seo purposes pretty much mainly yeah because for the most part not to say people aren't going to read your blog but they might skim through to see what you write about to see how legit you are but probably not going to read every single one yeah it's more so say we wrote a blog post how to find your brand voice if someone's looking up how to find your brand voice on google it'll probably come up up. so so that's like the basis of like why it's important just because not even just your website but also like posts and all of that anything that's on the internet for your business needs to have some substance of what you're all about and what you offer when people search up these words if they're looking for something specific that you are offering they can find you and that's not going to be done by you just listing up like your products just quickly unless you're like kim kardashian and i already have like that fucking momentum <laughs> it'll help you get yourself bumped up to like the higher high ranking one big tip that i'll share is on your website name making your tagline or kind of like the subheader to your website what you do as a business yeah. so like our says social media marketing yeah so when someone looks up social media marketing company we should fall in line or like in la also yeah like, we could add LA social media marketing company. That also goes for, like, Instagram. Make sure that your, like, bio, not only just your bio, but, like, your name in the bio has, like, what you offer. So that's what we're saying, like, SEO is super important, and that's something that wasn't really communicated uh, as much as it should have been. So moving on yeah, to what we found out along the way. So the first thing being that it's okay to rebrand. <laughs> I, <Wow>. think, <laughs> I think we were a little scared to rebrand the first time. Which, it wasn't even really a rebrand. It was more just like a change the logo and change some colors. 
No, it was a rebrand, girl. That was the one in December? That was our first last, rebrand? Last yeah, December. Last. Yeah, I think... Uh, we did have a full rebrand. It was a full rebrand. Like, listen, I think it's just because, like, you start with some an idea, and that's fine. But, like I said, once you start to figure out how you function as a business, also, like, your more, like, core values and all that, you also, like, get to look at other competitors, and you're gonna figure out that you're probably not up to, like, par or whatever. But, like, for us, it was just, like, also, it wasn't very fulfilling. Like, we have too much creativity, and I felt like, we both felt like it wasn't enough. Like, it wasn't showing enough of, like, our personalities are like, like yeah. fun structure. Yeah. It's it's okay to rebrand. Don't get scared about it. Like, yeah, I mean we re- this is our third third This was our third time. Second time? Third. Well, like first brand, second, second brand. Now we're on our third. So re- yeah, I get. It. Okay. This is our th- third, third logo basically. Third branding. <laughs> yeah, third brand. Um, <laughs> every time you see brand, take a shot every time you see brand. Do it during the segment at least. Yeah, I think, yeah, You, as you said, like, you just start to realize things that you didn't love or that it wasn't being portrayed the way you wanted it to be. You also learn more about, like, tech in general and, like, the industry. So you're like, this is more of what I need to be doing, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And, like, you just understand more of who your competitors are and who your audience is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we had to create a whole other brand for Glow Up or Get Out, which, to an extent, because we kept it part of... Go Getter Collective. Like, we decided not to... To change it too much. Branch too far. Yeah. Another thing is that you will always have... This was a point Sam made, and I, like, never really thought about it, but, like, also, this is what our life has become, so I don't... I'm kind of comfortable with it. Yeah. But you always are going to have an ongoing to-do list. You're never going to be done with things you need to be doing. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable with that, then you probably shouldn't start something. Yeah. There's always going to be something you need to fix or something you need to add, And not even just to, like, your website or your Instagram or whatever. Like, it's always going to be something that you're progressively, like, getting better at. So you need to add or change certain things. And just be comfortable with that. That's just meaning that you're growing as a business and growing as a person. And you're figuring out that you're trying to better yourself, you know. And Especially if you're doing a product-based type of business, you're constantly changing. You're constantly trying to think of the next launch. Like, every season, you probably will have a launch. Yeah. Requiring maybe a new manufacturer, a new this, this, and that. So it's just constant change. Another thing that we had to really figure out along the way is how to network and kind of how to reach out to brands as a, because we're a consulting company. So like it was really, we went from having a deck to send out to brands, which I think we still do, but it was just like very like, here's all of our information. Here you go. Sending it out to all these random people versus now I think we're a lot more selective and a lot more personable we've kind of stepped away from being very like copy paste mm-hmm. and I think it's been working but we still have a lot of improvement to make it's obviously not 100% I feel like we're growing in a time where it's really hard to network currently yeah. it all has to be online and that's like a learning curve in its own next thing is knowing your value and your worth so knowing what your product or service is worth, is worth which is not easy Uh, I think you definitely have to have a baseline. So, like, for products, I think it's a little bit easier to decipher, like, what you should be charging for products. Yeah, because you can look at your competitors or, like, what the cost of something is and how much profit you want to be making. Exactly. For service-based, though. Yeah, I mean, you can look at competitors, but also... 
it's mm, it's not cut and dry and people and dry. don't really they don't put their prices out there normally you basically have to base it off like how much would i be making per person an hour how many hours are we spending on said package like just knowing if your ideas are more unique than others if your skills are more unique than others if you're just starting off or if you're like you've been in the business for years yeah knowing your worth is very difficult in the beginning something we're still currently learning but it's just you have to start to just figure out how much your your time and energy and like what you what you can offer that's different your differentiation strategy you know yeah well all that can entail into a price which that alone that statement I just said is sounds really difficult to figure out but yeah I think I think we kind of knew this but we're just gonna say it you're gonna be everything for your company you're gonna be every little department it's all cute your hr you gotta put your management hat on you gotta put your marketing hat on you gotta Sales wear them all person your accountant everything yes lands on you yep very overwhelming but also you get to be in control you get in, to be in control of everything <laughs> that you see and comes in so it has its benefits and then we just kind of wanted to leave off with two different like strategies, strategies we've, learned. we've learned in actual in college one being the SWOT analysis which stands for strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats right mm -hmm, so you mm -hmm. do like a little a little chart of some sort a little Punnett square. square I don't think it's a Punnett but you know yeah just figure it out <laughs> um, look it <laughs> google up google it it's everywhere <laughs> but this will help you find what you can offer your strengths versus your weaknesses obviously yes and then also looking at your competitors and what how you match up or compare to them it would help with your strategy for sure and then it's also like fun to kind of put those ideas out there because then you can figure out the rest of the big net ticket items you know like yeah. your missions your values yeah all that good stuff and then the second strategy is the four p's which is also called the marketing mix. Mm -hmm. What is it? <laughs> it's price, product, production, and place. Place. So those four are help you identify what you're selling. Which it's a little more so product-based. Yeah. Because, I mean, product. But you can still make it for services. It, it's yeah. just another way to look at things. I don't think it harm. it's like harmful, harmful to try everything and just really explain it all. I think the we gave some good information. But yeah, I think starting off with like that deck and then those last two things we talked about will really help you identify who you want to be as a business and also like what you need to be looking to fix or add up. I don't know, you know, just like... It'll help you organize your thoughts about your business and where to start and where to go next. I'm like, an end. An end. <laughs> There's no end. No. If you guys have any more like specific questions or any other topics that you want us to cover more in depth about starting a business, I'm sure there's stuff that we just like can't think about. Or like maybe it's just not a big enough topic to do yeah. a whole podcast so we could always do like a live Q&A or, like or a story or some, some stuff. Yeah, or some sort of story thing. So if you are starting a business and you need help or you're confused and have questions, DM us or first big tip, I would say also read our book, our free ebook, which you can download with the link in our bio on our Instagram. Yeah. It has tons of tips. It tells you all about Instagram, the social platforms you should be on, things you should be considering. It's just way more in-depth than this episode was because this was basically just starting. Yeah. And we do plan on talking about other things, but nothing really in-depth on any of these topics. 
So if you want something in depth, let us know. We'll make it. <laughs> yeah, we'll be on it for you. So we'll see you guys in the next one. Make sure you leave a review. I don't know why I'm pointing down because you can't see me if you're on Spotify, <laughs> but whatever. Leave a review. Comments likes it helps us immensely we're trying to get sponsors out here and yeah bye